Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. And this is Shouts of Grace Radio. I am Pastor Keith Ranke from River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah, with Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Eagle Mountain area, Utah County. We are glad to be together with you here at the Key Radio Studio. So thankful to Key Radio for their ongoing support of this show, allowing us to use their microphones and their recording equipment, and uh, they help to produce the show and uh, help us to get it ready, not only for live um, uh, broadcast, well, not live broadcast, weekend broadcast here at Key Radio, <laughs> but also the podcast, which you can go to shoutsofgraceradio.com. You can catch all the episodes up until now. We're, this is today, this is episode 72. Mm. Um, we've been at this for a little over a year, mm. and uh, it's been it's been a fun journey learning yeah. how, to, yeah. how to talk together, uh, you know, there's one way to learn how to communicate. <laughs> Maybe we can throw something out to our listeners too, because it's kind of it's kind of in the initial planning stages. Mm-hmm. But we're you know we're talking about teaming up with Key Radio and going into and going into a live daily calling yeah. show yeah. Um, where people could actually call in and have questions, you know, and answer them on on air, you know. Um, and so if that happens, you know, we would we would have to discuss what what shouts of grace will look like, you know, if we continue that. Um, and so. Be in prayer for us. Yes, please. We would, you know, if that's something that God wants, you know, we were we, we want to transition and transition well. And if not, then we'll be faithful to keep plugging away with shouts of grace. That's right. But we, we definitely wanna wanna have the opportunity to, to to speak to the listeners about the gospel and the need to to have Christ as a central part of your life and just which direction God wants to do that in, then we'll we'll kind of see. And know? that really has been the main purpose for this show for Shouts of Grace Radio, and it would just basically kind of be a uh, another, a, a new step in in fulfilling that vision that this radio show um, or any version of this radio show and podcast would equip people in their faith and encourage people in their mm-hmm. faith. And so however that looks, um, we, we just want it to, to be effective. We want it to be useful uh, for people. And we are definitely, again, thankful for Key Radio's partnership, which you can go to keyradio.org. You can listen to them live if they're not in your coverage area. Um, if you're in Utah, listening. They are in Provo, they're in Price, they're in Richfield, they're in Vernal, um, and I am looking around to try to see where else they are. And so go to (laughs) keyradio.org. If I forgot you, I'm sorry, it's not personal. Um, But go to keyradio.org for all the programming guides. You can submit prayer requests. Um, You can stay up on all the latest news. You can click the Listen Online. It's live broadcast. And, of course, visit them on Facebook, too, because they're starting to do a lot of video. Mm-hmm. And the morning show that they do, that Pastor Steve, you, you're you on right now more than I am, uh, but we've got a lot of different local pastors who come in, and they dialogue on the scriptures with Mike and Heather. we got the video version of those uh, available on Facebook and YouTube. So all that information you can find at keyradio.org. Um, and and this, this is a good springboard into kind of the continuation of the last uh, – conversation that we had previous episode, we were talking about our mission trip together to Cuba and and starting to really get into the idea of missions and how Christians need to have a missions mindset. And uh, we hope to kind of demystify that a little bit. But when you think about Key Radio, think of Key Radio as an electronic missions agency. 
mm-hmm. right? Like through through uh, through the digital uh, online delivery and through local radio. Uh, the, the staff here, they are missionaries distributing the gospel, distributing biblical teaching, and making connections in the community for the sake of the gospel that empowers local churches and uh, Christians to be able to talk about their faith with mm. uh, people who don't believe. And, and it also provides a, a context for conversation for those who are on the fence or they don't believe in Christ, but they're hearing the programming on the radio and they're saying, all right, there's something about this that, that I'm connecting with and, and that I need to know more about. So that is one expression of missions is here through the delivery of radio. So I'm just going to give a, sh- it's not even a shameless plug. I'm not ashamed. I'm just going to say, it. <laughs> but if you are looking for a way to invest in the gospel in Utah, I'd encourage you to go to qradio.org and see how you can be praying for and even yes. support uh, the team here. Now, Pastor Stephen, we were talking in our last conversation from Acts uh, chapter 16, verse 6 through 10, you were talking about Paul's vision of a man from Macedonia saying, come to Macedonia and help us. And mm. so because of that vision, they sought to go because Paul concluded that God was calling them to preach the gospel to them. Mm. So so Paul has a specific vision, a specific call, a sense, hey, Macedonia, a, a geographical place, a culture, people, all the rest that I'm to go to and I am to preach the gospel to. How do we how do we have in a sense our own Macedonian vision when it comes to missions? Because you talked about it on the previous show, not every Christian sees missions as important because, mm. well, hey, I've you know, I've got neighbors across the street that know Christ. I have family members that don't know Christ. So how do we as Christians not just see missions as something over there? but where it becomes a part of our mentality yeah. as, as a follower of Christ. So, so what happens when a person gets saved? What happens when a person surrenders their life to Christ, right? There's, there's a call on their life to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. There's, there's two things that happen. God pours into you, and then God pours out of you, yes. right? He pours into you first. He changes your mind. He changes the way you think. He changes your heart. He changes your actions. He changes you, right? There's a fancy theological term called sanctification. God does that. So he pours into you. But is that all that God does? You know, no, it's not. Because because as he's pouring into you this change, He's also given you a message. And so God also then is to pour out of you. And it's the out of you that when we look at that part, Keith, that's the part where we would call mission. Now, now where that takes place, that is something that comes through diligent prayer as Paul was seeking to go here and go there. And then finally God said, no, I'm going to bank left and we're going to go this way. Right. right? And, and so, so God was pouring out of Paul. Now remember God poured into Paul for 14 years when he was, when he was, you know, having his Arabian experience and then right. he had his, his time in, in, in Tarsus, you know, and then Barnabas went and got him. And then God started extremely pouring himself out of Paul on, on, on the world around him. And so I would say when it comes to accepting Christ and God pouring into you, when it comes to pouring out of you, we see that defined for us in, in Matthew chapter 28. When Jesus came to them, we know it as the Great Commission. All authority in heaven has been given to me on earth, has been given to me. Therefore, go. You want to underline go. Therefore, go and make disciples of 
all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey whatever things I command you, and surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So when God pours out of us, he pours out of us with an astounding go. Now, where do we go? We go to all nations, mm-hmm. right? Now, now that's not saying that God's saying, now you need to go find a bunch of nations and go to all nations. In other words, there's no boundary to where we're not to go, right? right? And, and God may say, go to Cuba. God may say, go to Russia or Scandinavia or whatever. But God is always saying, go yes. and let me pour out of you to the world around you. And at minimum, Keith, the world we live in and our daily lives. Yes. That that is the greatest part of our commission is that we tell the nations, our own included, this is what Christ has done. And mm. when Paul concluded that he was to go to Macedonia, his conclusion was specific that I was to preach the gospel there too. Yes. It's not a vacation. When we wake up in the morning, the conclusion is go preach the gospel mm. to everyone around you, wherever your sphere of influence is. So in that sense, Keith, everyone's on mission, right? Everybody. Every Christian's on mission. And, and sometimes we we kind of we kind of pigeonhole mission. You know, we, we 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 live in a cultural context where mission is you take two years out of your life or a year and a half out of your life and you go do God's thing and then you come back and you live your life. And and we would say, okay, that, that certainly could constitute mission, but your whole life is a mission because you've been bought and you're not your own. You belong to Christ. Yes. I think that is a a good way for us to help people understand that this go means that there is an an action part to the Great Commission. It's It's not wait. Okay, there is some waiting involved. Jesus made his disciples wait for certain events to take place. We see that in the beginning of Acts. But the commission, as we call it, you know, and some churches, they put it this way. Our mission is the great commission, hmm. right? That Jesus already told us what to do and in a sense how to do it, that that we are all called to be on mission, not not just missionaries called to go to another country, not just to take a couple of years out of our life and then compartmentalize that and say that was a good experience and then move on with our lives but that everywhere we go is a mission field. And everywhere we go is going to involve touching the nations, reaching the nations. Think about where we live here in uh, Utah, especially kind of this, this uh, you know, Provo to Salt Lake area. There, there is a significant amount of international transplants to this area. Hmm. You know, refugees and immigrants alike— People who have come for one reason or another, economic, political, religious, they've all come, and this is an area where cultures that we would normally have to get a passport for, visas for, plane tickets for, all those kind of things, they're here. And this this has got to be reflective of just about every community, especially Mm -hmm. in the United States, that there are people, that the nations are coming to us, and because the Christian church has compartmentalized missions as some place you go. Um, now what's happening is Christians in Africa, Christians in Korea, Christians in Vietnam, Christians from the Middle East are becoming missionaries, South America, Central America. They're all becoming missionaries to us. <laughs> and uh, I, I went to a church planning conference recently, uh, one that you've you've been to as well, Steve, and I met quite a few different pastors from Central and South America who are here to reach people, even even a gentleman from China, they're here to reach people 
in their language and cultural groups because nobody in the United States is reaching them. Mm. And so this this man has moved uh, to the East Coast from China, and he is planting and pastoring uh, Chinese churches. Mm. And and you just think about that, like uh, the mission field is here. Like we don't have to cross, we don't have to go out, we don't have to get a passport. That's right. We don't have to go anywhere else. And and so what what that is, that is adopting a mindset that says the go to all the nations means that wherever I am, there is someone to reach. Yes. Wherever I am, there is someone who needs to hear the good news. Yes. Wherever I am, I may be the only person called to actually connect a that person to the gospel. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. So, Pastor Steve, who are you reaching? <laughs> Who's your mission field? <laughs> you know, you know what I love about this, Keith, when you're on mission, you know, it, it's not something, you know, we, we have confined, um, let's just say we've confined, a lot of people have confined gospel life to Sundays in the four walls yes. of a church, right? Hey, I do my God thing and I do my church thing on Sundays. And then, you know, I, I, I live life and of course I'll pray and, and I'll include God in a few things. But, but I love the example the New Testament gives. When you think of the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul often went to the synagogues to preach, right? And to reason from the scriptures, we're told. But then there were times, many times, just in the daily course of his life, you know, where he's he's preaching the gospel, he gets thrown in jail. Well, I'm going to preach the gospel here in jail, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts singing songs in the Philippian jailer. God, listen, God brings someone to Paul and Silas right. and says, what must I do to be saved? Oh, well, here's what you need to do. <laughs> well, that was easy. Right? Yeah, <laughs> when he's arrested and he's put Not, on house arrest. I guess same, it wasn't easy. easy yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think the point is, is, you know, even when he was just passing through an area, you know, right. in, in, in Athens, and he saw this, he saw this altar to the unknown God. He's looking for every opportunity to expound yeah. on the grace of God and the existence of, of the supreme being that loves his creation and expressed it in the person of Jesus Christ. And mm. every place he finds, he says, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take right, that altar. Here's right. the God you don't know. To him I proclaim to you. You know, in times past, men have God has overlooked ignorance, but now he commands every person to repent, right? I mean, he's just always on mission. Yes. And, and you look at things like that, and it's like, that's the Christian life that God wants, you know, is is everything you deal with in every day-to-day life, whether you go to work or whatever it is, you know, Matthew chapter 5 says, you're a light. Yeah. You're the light of the world. Yeah. And, and, and you don't take a light and stick it under a bushel. You put it up where everyone can see it. Yes. And, and when you do that with your daily life, you will be shocked at what opportunities God brings your way. And, That's right. And here's the other thing with that, Keith, is sometimes in, in, in our culture, we've kind of, we kind of keep to ourselves and we think, well, God, send me the opportunities. It's like everywhere you go is an opportunity. If you just open your mouth, you know, God says, I'll fill it. Right. right. Just, right. just if you're standing at the gas pump, you know, like I was at a trash dump, you know, probably about a month ago and I'm, and I'm spring cleaning, I'm getting rid of a bunch of trash and this guy backs up next to me and he's unloading and untying his thing. And he just looks over to me, just a bizarre way to open a conversation. He goes, he goes, 
Yeah, life's pretty crummy, isn't it? And 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 I could have just said, thought, okay, this this guy's a little little strange. And right. I just the God put it on my heart, and I just said, well, your circumstances are crummy, but not life. Yeah. I said God's still good. And we opened up a conversation, and I start sharing the gospel with the guy. I give him a card, and we're going to go out to coffee. And it's like, if you look even in the dump, yeah. God opens up opportunities, yeah. Keith. And I think we just need to open our eyes and, and see with God's eyes, and we'll see lost people that need a shepherd. And I think that that is a great way for us to really determine how to make the missions mindset a part of our regular life, is to ask God, Lord, open my eyes to see people the way you see them. To see every lost person as someone that you love, that you are seeking after, that you want to have a relationship with you, that you want to be reconciled with you, and you made the way through Jesus Christ for them to be reconciled and to become a part of your family. You, this requires some commitment on my part, on your part, to say, Lord, open my heart, my eyes, uh, open my heart. Lord, help me to, you know, I, I think I'm trying to remember who it was. There was a particular missions guy who said, you know, his prayer was that, Lord, break my heart for the things that break yours. And mm-hmm. and, and I think that is where we no longer can, you know, compartmentalize missions to theology. Now it becomes practicality. It becomes lifeology because God is giving me a sense of his heart for people. And I no longer see people as statistics. I see people with needs. I see people who can be redeemed. And, and that is so important for us is just to begin asking God, Give me your heart for for what missions looks like in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, for some of you, those missions may look like going overseas on short-term mission trips. And before you do that, before you just kind of get an emotional high and go do that, go talk to somebody who's done it. Mm-hmm. Go ask them to tell you about where they've been, what were the challenges, what were the things that they learned. You know, what are some of the practical steps? Are you going to a country where you're going to need some some uh, vaccinations before you go, you know, so you don't catch some weird disease? You know, you got to get a passport. you got to get special visas. Those are all practical questions that, that you just got to reach out and start asking uh, people who've been there. I, I think the other part of it, too, is that God may be calling you. He may be giving you a heart for missions, but that might mean investing your personal finances in it mm-hmm. instead to send somebody there. Steve, you and I both went because people sent us. Mm-hmm. And and that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And and for me coming back, now I'm making contact with the people who helped make this possible and saying, "Thank you for helping me get there. Let me tell you about what happened." And now they're encouraged and maybe some will go on a trip similar mm-hmm. to what we've gone to. Maybe others will just say, "Hey, tell me when yeah. when when you're going next." And and I think that it's important for us if it feels awkward, if it feels difficult, if you're not sure where to start, start by asking God and start by asking people who are going and talking right. about it. And then, you know what? There's so many resources online. There's so many missions agencies online. Hmm. Get online and watch some of the videos of missionaries sharing their testimony. My brother-in-law, he's a pilot with a missions organization that operates in uh, Papua New Guinea. And when I first met him, we were both 13 years old. And uh, he ended up marrying one of my sisters, farm boy from from up north and and uh, just seemed like the most unlikely person to become uh, a missionary. But he he went to flight school, learned how to fly a plane, learned how to fly a helicopter, invested years, years, uh, you know, uh, almost two decades before he was in country flying for this missions agency. And within seven or eight months, he got hit by a truck, and the, the, the result was he ended up losing his leg to amputation. They took his leg from, from about mid uh, mid-thigh, a pretty pretty significant loss, right above the knee, and uh, 
Well, this guy was determined. God called him to missions. God called him to missions aviation. And so he got special prosthetic. He got recertified in the United States, got recertified with the missions agency, went back to Papua New Guinea with my sister and my nephews, Hmm. got recertified in country, and now he is continuing his mission. Radical, radical story. It's great. And so what, what I see in him and what I think God can put in us is I see a man who just knew this is my life. This is what God's called me to. I cannot mm. separate, uh, I cannot compartmentalize missions from the rest of my Christianity. Yeah. It has to be a, a part of everything that I am. Yeah. And so why is he there? Because people got behind him. Yeah. He's there because he's called. Yeah. And so for each one of us, we got to ask God, what have you called me to do? What part have you called me to play in this thing we call missions. Yeah. And Keith, Keith, I think, I think when you talk about being a life on mission, you know, God will, God will typically do that in in a couple different ways. You wake up in the morning and you might have a road to Emmaus situation where you've got two very discouraged disciples that need to be encouraged by Jesus. Right. And, and God may lead you to people that they just need to be encouraged that Christ is risen. He's alive. What, you know, let, let me, let me, let me just tell you what you, what, what you've heard, but, but may, maybe you're not getting right. Yeah. And, and God leads us to places where we, we encourage people that's mission. But then there are times when God will have divine d- divine appointments like the woman next to the well. God's going to lead you yes. to places where there's a person who doesn't know God, and, and, and they think the worship of God is something that's that's physical or over here, and God wants to let them know, hey, you, you worship God in spirit and in truth. There's a relationship there. And so you've got divine appointments that mm. on your mission God is going to lead you to. And wherever that might be, you might be at a water park with your kids and sitting next to somebody out in sunbathing and God's got a person next to you. Right. You know, everywhere you go, there's either going to be an Emmaus road where people can be encouraged in the faith they already have, but they've lost sight of that, or people that are by the well and are thirsty and they don't even know what they're thirsty for and they need living water. At some point in your life, in your day, there's a mission for you to accomplish if you just open your eyes like you said mm. and pray that God gives you his eyes. He'll let you see what he sees. Well, remember, it was Philip. He's out in the wilderness. It says he looked up and he saw an Ethiopian <laughs> in the chariot. Yeah. And he's reading the scriptures. And so he walks up to him and the guy says, hey, you know, do you understand what you're reading? And, and the Ethiopian's like, um, you no, know, I don't. I need somebody to explain it to me. So, That's right. So sometimes you may walk, you kind of just kind of walk right into a an opportunity. That's right. Somebody, wake, wake up in the morning and make your first prayer before you put your feet on the floor. God, before you brush your teeth, let's do this. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, that's good. I've got a good friend who, uh, when we're in, uh, we'll meet every once in a while in a coffee shop, he, he'll go walking, he'll just walk right up to people. I said, hey, how are you doing today? You know, and, and uh, we ended up meeting another pastor through that because nice. the guy's got his Bible open. He's like, hey, you wouldn't happen to be a pastor, would you? And he's like, well, yeah, how do you know? It's like, <laughs> well, you know, study Bible, notebook, those kind of things. It's, you know, not every, not all of us are, are, are willing to take that kind of initiative, but I think asking doing what you just said, saying, okay, God, let's do this. I think it opens up our minds and our attitude and, and our hearts to receive the, those open doors and mm-hmm. those opportunities that God brings us. Hey, this is about all the time we have left for today's uh, episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Pastor Steve and I just uh, love talking through the Word of God. We hope this is an encouragement to you. Uh, we want to challenge you, just be on mission. Everywhere you go is your mission field. Mm-hmm. And God has provided all the resources through His Word, by the Holy Spirit, to, for you to share the good news. And so just do it. Just start to do it and, and see where that takes you. See where God takes you. And if there's any way that we can help you with that, 
visit shoutsofgraceradio.com uh, for more information. Connect with us. And also go to keyradio.org. We're so thankful to them for hosting the show. And we look forward to being with you again next time. God bless you. Hey, it's been great to be together, Pastor Steve. Great being here with you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 